Hi everyone, my name is Kate Emerald, the founder of Life of Emerald. Life of Emerald is for your mind, body, and soul. A simple and practical lifestyle to promote both physical and mental well-being. And Global Healing Movement 2020 is dedicating to mental health advocacy. Our guest today is Gian Piero. Hi! Hello everyone! Gian Piero um, is born in Peru and he grew up in America and in 2009 he joined the US military and in 2010 he uh, was dispatched to Afghanistan, the war zone, and he incurred PTSD and four years after that uh, he proactively sought a therapist where um, he significantly gained insights and wisdom and, to, to, and healing and now he is much feeling much better today. Uh, I'm going to have him speak about that more. Um, welcome, Dion Piero. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. Um, first question, Dion Piero, please share with our audience how you contribute your time and talent to the world. My time and talent. Uh, I Ever since I was a little boy, I realized that, that there was something about me where I love to speak to other people. And I believe that by having conversations with other people, and as I've gotten older, I've learned something about conversations, that if you want to help other people, sometimes it's better to do a lot more listening than speaking. And I know there's a lot, there's so much that we want to say, but we don't find a place to speak. And sometimes all we need to do is just make someone feel safe and say, here I am, I'm willing to listen. And that's one of the things that I love to do. Yes, um, let's, let's, let's get to know you a little bit more. Um, yes. Could you tell us one or two personal stories which has shaped your worldview today? Okay, yes. Uh, the, one of the biggest uh, experiences that has shaped my worldview is that uh, in 2009, I joined the US military, I joined the army. Uh, at the time, there was uh, the economy uh, in the US and in the world. Uh, also, we were having a downturn in the economy. And immediately I told myself, well, what can I do right now to continue to provide for my family? And I joined the military and I ended up in a war zone short after. And I spent 10 months in a war zone and I got to see things that I was not expecting to see. I saw pain on around me from my, uh, uh, amongst my friends and also amongst the people that I was, uh, that lived in, in Afghanistan. And that was uh, very difficult for me at times to see little children, men, women, uh, suffering uh, in pain and agony uh, and, and fear. And years after that, after I left the service, that pain stayed with me. And I had difficult time uh, sleeping and uh, I felt mixed feelings. I felt guilt, I felt, I felt pain, I felt anger. And to the point where uh, I knew I needed help. And some of the friends, some of the people that were close to me uh, told me, Jean-Pierre, you don't smile like, like you used to. Uh, it would be better if you go talk to someone. And then uh, I took myself to a professional and, and then a health professional. And for 10 months, every two weeks, I spoke to this uh, psychologist 
And now looking back, I realized that the main thing that this uh, psychologist did for me was that he created a space for, for me to speak. And the more I spoke, the more I began to see all the different things that I needed to see and hear. I, I heard myself speak. And then uh, I began to put myself together. I began to feel stronger because uh, some of the things that were going on inside of me felt like felt very real and even to this day they feel real but I was able to remember that I am not in a war zone I am not going through the trauma right now even though it feels like it and I was able to speak to myself and think and put myself in a different place and not be so overwhelmed by these negative feelings so that is one of the most impacting uh, events in my life learning that through a conversation through speaking and listening that I was able to put myself uh, together. Uh, so that's one story. Uh, and you can ask me questions or I can tell you my second story, but do you have a question for me about that? Um, let's hear your second story. Okay, so my second story is, I, I've had many wonderful experiences uh, but sometimes uh, when I become overwhelmed because of this anxiety and negative feelings from the PTSD, from the trauma, uh, it's difficult to, to navigate through life. And I've always looked for different ways, different uh, possibilities out there that are there to help me. And the other story would be uh, participating in ayahuasca ceremony, which is something that... Uh, allows you to explore uh, your thought patterns, allowed you to see what's possible for you without the interruption of the ego. But I would have to say, uh, if you ever find a place to go and do ayahuasca with a guide, with a proper, uh, in a proper set and setting, uh, the warning is that it's not a game. There is a lot of work for you to do because you will get to explore who you are and the, you get to explore all the thoughts and thought patterns and some of them are negative some of them are not true but uh, you get to explore all of those things and sometimes it's uh, very interesting to see how much we lie to ourselves how much we say things that are not true how much uh, there are so many things that we need to do that we know we need to do but we don't and we get place face to face with all those uh, responsibilities that sometimes we are putting aside and I think that's what makes that sometimes the ayahuasca experience uh, scary because you get you're basically placed face to face with you and and then of course uh, in the end if you're willing to do the work it's beautiful and it gives you hope and it gives you it fills you with love and makes you see light at the end of the tunnel as I, I would like to say and those are my two stories that i can think of right now wow thank you for um wisdom um through your story um your life story and it's not always it's it, it's it's always <laughs> It doesn't do justice to, you know, share your story to really understand what 
have been through, especially, you know, going to the war zone. And as a woman, I am, you know, I'm lucky. I mean, as, as, as for me, I'm lucky that I didn't have to, I didn't put myself in a war zone in this lifetime. But I imagine the, the PTSD and the implication of that um, post-war and your healing journey um, for it took you what after four years you a proactively saw therapist and I also can empathize with you that during the four years it might have been you know confusing time for you mm-hmm. and I hear you uh, once you saw the therapist um, he was actually giving you a space for you to hear yourself talk about what happened and give yourself permission to be okay with what happened you know and what's what's forward um from the dark tunnel it's towards the light and and to do into um head towards the light we you need to really be honest with yourself with your ayahuasca journey um for the audience who don't know what ayahuasca is it, it falls under the sacred med- sacred medicine um it's a substance that come from the mother nature i um and you also recommend our audience the um, cautionary caution that we need to take. Yes. It's yeah, it's a serious thing if you want to be really honest with yourself and you know, help get the help from the mother mother medicine, the sacred medicine. And I know that it's not for everybody. Um, so it's important to do thorough research one if our audience wants to get to that route um so thank you very much for sharing uh your experience let's jump into the second and third question um Gian Piero, what is your understanding of the current state of planet earth and or collective consciousness i what i think is that at this time we're being given a choice we're given an opportunity to uh, reassess or rethink what what are we doing with everything that has been given to us it's a it's a time to reassess our priorities and to refocus on what matters most uh, oftentimes it's easier to get caught up in career uh, achievement uh, what people think of us and we forget what really matters and I believe what matters is connection because there's a little bit of me in you and a little bit of you in me. We all are part of this great whole. And if I do something that where I don't consider other people, then I'm also hurting. I'm hurting me more than I am gaining. And this is a great opportunity to reassess what do I want to do? How do I want to contribute? And I believe that we've all, all of us have been given uh, competencies, talents, gifts, uh, abilities, and we need to reassess how can we better use these uh, gifts that we have to serve others? Because if I do for you, I'm also benefiting myself. And I think this is a great time to reconsider uh, where do we go from this point on? And it's a great opportunity, I believe, to reinvent ourselves. Yeah, I agree. And the opportunity, um, the other side of opportunity is threat. And, and 
also the other side of love is fear. And so individually, what do I want? What do you want? And how can we collectively collaborate to um, right. benefiting each other? And I really like the mentioning of if I'm helping you, I'm also helping myself. And so yes. that model, if it's that model, it's like it's a win-win. It's a win-win for everybody, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I know it can seem a little bit scary because, well, if we move towards something, that implies that we're moving away from something else. And if we begin to think, okay, I want to do the things that I've always wanted to do, it, it also implies that we need to move away from some of the things that we've been doing. And that that's what I believe, that it's scary because that means that we're going to have to pass from one chapter of our lives to another and we need to learn to say goodbye yeah so let me ask you when you were given a choice to work on your ptsd um, i imagine you also felt comfortable where you have been and what helped you really decide to jump on the other side of the bridge if you will well, I realized that some of the things that I was doing, like uh, I started drinking alcohol and that I realized, well, this is not a long-term solution. So what can I do that is uh, optimal? And I've read enough and I've talked to enough people in my life when I, where I realized there are professionals out there who have tools that they can help me uh, put myself together. So I had to choose short-term solution for long-term solution. And it, it turned out to be better than I realized because it took a lot of uh, vulnerability for me to begin to speak about what I was feeling, that I was feeling anger, that I was feeling fear, that I was feeling regret. And I, I began to speak about all these feelings and uh, it wasn't just, I am feeling bad. Now I was giving all those feelings a name. I feel guilty. I feel sad. I feel embarrassed. I feel that now that I came back from war and I have all these feelings and also injuries that maybe I'm broken now. I, I, I am less than I used to be. And so all these mixtures of feelings, I learned to I learned to be vulnerable and speak about these things without shame. And that opened up a whole door of opportunities for me to be able to push against these uh, feelings. And they keep, they creep in, they keep coming back from time to time. But I now I, I know what they are. Uh, and I'm able to, if you don't give them, give them a name, they will consume you inside. So you need to give them a name. So. I hope I answered your question with what I said. You did, and you did more. Um, if we were to um, ask you, what was the gift of experiencing war and PTSD, and where you are in 2020, 10 years later, what is the gift that, you know, that difficult situation gave you this, this time? Yeah. The gift was to realize that no one wins in a conflict. Uh, even if you come out with any wounds, there are wounds inside that nobody sees, but they're real. To see uh, a child 
or multiple ch- children get hurt, to see people lose their lose their livelihood or having their lives uh, fall apart because members of their family died in combat, or see my friends who had wives and children uh, die. Nobody wins. So I realized, okay, there has to be a better solution. And the better solution would be vulnerability, speaking, communication. And I know it sounds easier said than done, but it's start to recognize if I am the one who can be vulnerable and share my story with other people, maybe other people will give themselves permission to speak and share the story uh, instead of thinking that, well, the main solution is let's go to a conflict and see who wins. Nobody wins. Nobody wins that way. Oh, yes. Um, I am aware of that. And it's very um, unique in that, you know, if you look at the model of the war, right, conflict, uh, I want to win, you want, you ought to lose. It doesn't, it doesn't even, even the winner doesn't win. I, I like that perspective. And now when we flip the um, way of behaving in a different model, the model you mentioned, um, if I, what I do to you is my gain too, right? So if I treat other person with respect, then I'm respecting myself as an example. Yeah. Is, you know, it's a new, new model that um, ancient in many ways, right? And new in that we are, going to have to choose this model in order to thrive as a whole whole ecosystem mm-hmm. and you mentioned the um the i think the gift of um vulnerability yes. and it's the parad- it's paradoxical one because we're so culture culturally conditioned that to believe vulnerability is for the weak but it's not it's for the courageous yes uh, and that is true because it comes with a price. It comes with a price that if I speak and I tell my story, you're going to see me. And you're going to see everything about me. You're going to see me um, cry. You're probably going to see me feel a little bit upset. But you will get to see everything. And it's paradoxical that we oftentimes, when we feel alone, we want to be seen. Okay, the price of admission to be seen is show yourself as you are and sometimes showing yourself as you are is telling your story and i like the word that you use paradoxical because it feels like well i don't want i don't want people to see me cry or show too much emotion (laughs) Uh, but that is exactly what what we need to do to give other other people permission to do the same and then we can go deeper and we can we can realize that you and me are the same. You and me feel. <laughs> yeah, and you and I are humans, and humans, the mechanism of human body is to feel these things, right? Very true. Because, what, one second. we don't speak and we don't share who we are then we're pretending to be something else something we're not and then we're creating a world where I'm pretending you're pretending and then we 
complain why do we live in this reality that we don't like it's because it's fake <clears throat> no no one's acting as they truly are and then we complain about the results we're getting i uh, this is a very important point and it's you know that, that that i i know the feeling when i'm feeling uncomfortable with someone who has a mask on and you know i, I you know i I've, i've been there too right um because i believe in the societal script that i have to be a certain way yeah and once you take the mask off like by your choice then yes. like the people who also don't have the mask will appear in your life and you form a bond that way right and so and hopefully that do- domino effect of giving permission the giving people the permission to be ourselves really and that right. the whole world can turn into very authentic and loving place very true and i like what uh, you mentioned the word persona uh, or the word personality that come from the root word um persona means a mask and sometimes we we try we believe that we're being consistent with who we are but sometimes who we are if we don't question it we're trying to be consistent with a pattern but sometimes who we think we are is not who we are because <laughs> we're afraid to truly be seen and we need to sh- allow other people to see all of us not just one part of us not just the what we think is the good side of us but also the part that sometimes will melt and fall apart and and be vulnerable and and i think that's a little more genuine than pretending to be all put together and stoic and perfect all the time uh, so it, it's a risk it's a risk that we have to take a risk worth taking and Shakespeare said the life is a com- like a show <laughs> something like that <laughs> I love that actor uh-huh. yeah the world is a stage mm. right and we all take turns and in the end all of us play many parts something along those lines right yes 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 you got it yeah and that is so and, true yeah and yeah i want to make the life um the best out of our lives and Hopefully everyone can, yeah. Uh, one thing that I like about Shakespeare with that quote where he says the world is a stage, uh, that implies that uh, it's a place for acting or acting out. If I say I believe in love, it's not enough for me to believe it. I have to act it out. If I believe communication is important, I have to do it. If I say love is important, I have to act it out. Love is a verb. And a lot of the things that we want, they are verbs. We have to act it out. We have to do it in order for us to get the benefits of it. Believing about, believing in something is not enough. The next step is act it out and then feeling it and experiencing it. And I think uh, life is an experience and the experience comes from acting out what we claim to believe. Wow, that, this is very powerful. Um, you can say uh, I'm a peacemaker and you need to live live that by every day every day every moment living in the peace so yes. then the actor becomes the real character right mm-hmm. 
100%. You can say every day, all day long, I believe in peace, I believe in peace. And then the Nexus show us. (laughs) Act it out, do it. And then when you do it, then uh, the world gets a little better. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Mm, Let's jump to the fourth question. Giampiero, could you share one simple practical thing that our audience can implement in their lives right now? Okay, one, one simple thing. Uh, I'm a huge proponent uh, of conversations. Now, um, in some cases, in extreme cases, it's important that we go to a health professional, a psychologist. But if, if that is not available because of circumstances, uh, finances, or whatnot, talk to someone you trust. Identify someone you trust and ask them. There are some things that I want to get off my chest and I'm not asking for a, I'm not asking you to solve my problems. I just want someone to listen to me. But, and if that is not available because everybody has different circumstances, write it down. Think about it, put it on paper and read it. And then you're gonna realize this is something that was very valuable for me from therapy. Speaking because I could hear myself and I realized that some of the things that I was saying were not fully true. So write it down, read it. And if it's not fully true, write it again and write it again until you are able to say, okay, what I see in paper, that is what I believe. And I believe the whole idea is to allow what's inside to come out and die outside as opposed to die with you inside. So I believe that's, that's my practical uh, three, three things to do. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, you sharing from a male, you know, you, you, you're a male. Um, you know, you have a military background and also the experience that help you realize that talking about it is very important in a society where we talk, tell men not to talk about that. And so yeah. it's very contrary, but when you, when you do the opposite of what society tells you, you, you gain so much benefit of healing and reconciliation uh, wellness. Um, yes. How are you now in 2020? Uh, so the question is, how, right now, how, how, how am I doing? Or I, I am doing so much better. And one of the things that I learned about three years ago is this concept of tell, tell the truth or at least don't lie. So when you tell the truth, it's so simple as to be honest with yourself and your speech. Oftentimes when people ask us, how are you doing? We say, I am okay. (laughs) And sometimes that's not true. So it sounds like a little insignificant lie, but when you are okay, that means that there is nothing to do. There's no improvement, no work for you to do. So it's a little bit of a lie. And I believe when you're honest with people and you identify those people you can speak to, and they ask you, how are you doing? And you say, well, today I'm not feeling my best. I'm not feeling 100%. Some of them will want to listen to you. Some of them will not want to listen to you. 
but at least you tell yourself today, I'm not feeling 100%. That's the beginning of, that, that leaves room for you to do the work that you need to do so you can feel 100%. But it's so much better than to say, I'm okay, I'm fine, because it's not true. No one is a finished product. No one is. You know, I like that. I am not at my 100%. It's true. Yeah. And at the same time, you're not saying that I'm feeling sad or sometimes it can be a lot for someone that cares for you to hear that you're sad because our reactivity is to provide solution right away, right? Yeah. I like that framework of I am not at my 100%. Very honest and it's clean. It feels clean. Right. I, I love that. Yeah. Be honest. Be honest with you and be honest with the people who who want to be there for you. There are some people who want to be supportive, but they don't know how. And if you go around saying, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay, this is what happens with a lot of people, you know. Uh, we see people that commit suicide and everybody says, but they, I thought that we're okay, that we're fine, that we're laughing, that we're doing this. And I, I don't think they felt they had the permission to speak. I don't feel they, they gave themselves the permission to speak and to, to tell other people, I need to talk to someone, I need to speak to someone, I need to share something with someone. And, uh, I think that's important. Let's, let's not lie to ourselves and pretend that everything is okay because life is difficult. There's a lot of things that happens in life and there's a lot of work for every single one of us to do to find meaning in the middle of all the uncertainty. And it starts with us being honest, being honest with us, being honest with other people. And then I think that's the place where we can begin to build something a little more ideal more like the dream world that we all want with honesty you cannot build a lifetime based on a lie everybody who's been in that relationship knows that a relationship that starts in a lie with a lie uh, doesn't go very far or it's not optimal and there's one relationship that we must remember that we need to keep whole and that is the relationship with ourselves because that the word integrity is you know in, integrity being together if you say these are my values but you act different then you're fragmented you're not whole you're not living in integrity but if you live yeah together. thank you for that and the word integrity i really value that and in order to become an integrity in order to express the integrity uh, in my life and in our lives is to really integrate all the fragmented personality and life situations to become a whole so that mm -hmm. self-work is important in order to become an integrity living in, in integrity and it's great to aim for integrity and also integrating your whole self by loving different parts of yourself by first giving permission yes this is very very um wise and useful and informative thank you for that yeah. thank you thank you
Yeah, Jian Pierrot, um, so for all our audience watching uh, the show, could you share the best way our audience can contact you or follow you to get De Definitely. I am on Facebook and I'm on uh, Instagram and I'm also, uh, I have an email. So uh, if you type Jean Piero, on Facebook I'm Jean Piero M. Scatalon. Uh, on Instagram, I, I believe I am G. Scatalon, that's my last name. And my last, uh, my email is Jampiero at scatalon.com. And you can if, uh, put a little link uh, to my name. I know I have a very unusual name. It's not a common name. Uh, and uh, yeah, if you type for Jampiero Scatalon, uh, as it is mentioned right there, uh, you will be able to find uh, a lot of my social media. And one of the things that I want to do is to promote conversations, have conversations. And if you need someone to listen and if you reach out to me and we can connect, uh, and if all you need is for me to listen, I can do that because I know how beneficial the listening has. It has created many opportunities and possibilities in my life. And I hope I can do that for other people. Well, thank you for your time and your um, wisdom. And I will definitely insert your link on our um, page. Uh, this video will be posted on Global Healing Movement 2020 on Facebook. Um, we're shedding stigma around mental health in many various different angles. So I really appreciate um, your presence today and your, um, your, your vulnerability and your courage behind that. So here's where we say, see you later, Leon Piero, and see stay you later. Touch. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye.